0: Welcome to the Why show, a comedy podcast about search histories, life and weird things that you just wonder about sometimes. I'm Jinghan and I'm Eliza and in this podcast we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. But first, we need to make a small disclaimer. This is a comedy podcast, and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there's anything that is factually inaccurate, please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at YY Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Announcement! 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 Announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is our 50th episode. Yeah. Which means Our fourth season is over Okay Self-declared fourth season Which means you are taking a break Yep How many week break You want to take Many (laughs) Many as you say Yeah Okay we're going to take A three weeks break Alright Yes So if you miss our show You can support us on Patreon And you can get access to One more thing Our Patreon only podcast called One more thing Yeah. Okay, (laughs) let's start the show. Let's start the show. All right, so, Diane, what is your search term of the week? My search term is Why do brides throw their bouquet of flowers? Wow. Why they arrange and do so nice then they want to throw it in the air. <laughs> Are you inspired by last week's search term about the bouquet of flowers? Our listener's search term was flowers. Yes. And then I also watched a show and then inside got a wedding. Mm-hmm. Then I was thinking about the flowers, then it's like, oh! then they arrange so nice then they want to throw. Yeah. yeah. And then the the funny thing is they will always face away from the bridesmaid and then throw it yes. backwards. Yeah. So what what's going on with that? Why is it so weird? Uh, and then why is it the person that catch the, the bouquet is the next person to, to get, get married. married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh? Yeah, yeah, Whose belief is that? You is it a Western thing or an Asian thing? I guess it's a Western thing. Okay, okay. Uh, Why do they throw it backwards? Um, they throw it because in the past, the royal family throw flowers at people. <laughs> <laughs> like when they parade in their in their villages like when they from the palace they come out then they parade into the village is then it, they want it like to is like Oprah you get a flower you get a flower everybody gets a flower yeah 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 <laughs> they just like <laughs> throw things at the peasants like hey peasants <laughs> behold your flowers then whoever get it is good luck oh. then they're like yay okay so everybody will try to like catch the flower oh yeah so it goes back to aristocracy days okay yeah, okay Okay, that's my answer. Okay, so what has that got to do with the bride? If it's royalty? Because when you get married that time, you are a princess or you are the queen for the day. I see, I see. Yeah, then they want to feel what it feels like to be royalty. Okay, okay. Then they just want to try. Like, what if I throw things and then people are all like, eh, we could never be royals. Randomly burst into song. (laughs) Okay, okay, your answer is Slightly correct. <gasps> Only slightly. <laughs> okay. Only one aspect of your answer was somewhat close. Okay. Okay. Why is it? I mean, when I googled it, I was like, "What on earth?" Okay, because it was like so much weirder than I thought it was gonna be. So in medieval Europe, right, brides mm-hmm. are thought to have very good luck. Uh huh. So remember, you were saying like yes, you know the loyalty. Luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So they have very good luck because they are getting married, right? Okay. So they don't have to be alone for the rest of their life. So everything. Oh, they have very good romantic luck. Okay. Yeah. So during the weddings, right, the wedding party guests actually tried to get a piece of her good luck okay. by tearing a bit of her dress. No. Are you serious? And taking parts of her flowers, so they were grabbed at the. Huh? The bride as she is leaving, as she's leaving what with the husband? Yes, to to to, to go the, to, to the honeymoon or uh. whatever, right? So normally that's what they do, man They throw the bouquet of flowers, then they go on honeymoon. Ah, uh. yeah, that's. The but I thought is they they throw the flowers then take photo that's the modern way because they now want to get it out of the way faster oh okay okay, okay. <laughs> yeah so uh. it's actually they throw the bouquet of the flowers right it's because the bride doesn't want to get clogged or her dress to get destroyed then she throw the bouquet of flowers as a distraction <gasps> so that she can run away to her honeymoon yes with the husband and run away oh. Because if not, everybody will scamper around and try to tear her dress. Yes. Oh my goodness. So it's but actually a is medieval Europe, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause last time, you know, they have to actually fight for their brides. accounting. are counting. Fight. Yeah. Later on, we'll, we'll talk more about that. <sighs> That's why the bride is facing away Uh from the bridesmaids. Okay. Like her back is towards the bridesmaids as she throws the bouquets. Because she's actually running away. Supposedly la Uh As she throws it. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then of course the bouquet of flowers is a whole bouquet of flowers, ma. So it's like the romantic luck is a lot. Yes. So it's assumed that the person who caught it will get a lot of romantic luck. That's why the person is the next to get married. Oh, yeah. I think this romantic luck thing is very cross cultural. Because in Chinese culture, we call it the Tao Hua Yun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So it's like, I think every culture there will be this romantic luck. It's like the time where you will find your mate. You yes, know? yes, yes, okay. yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after I researched this like throwing of the bouquet. Yes. Then I went to research other types of traditional wedding things that happened that okay. I think is really weird and like why does it even Okay. Like <laughs> why well, it doesn't make sense, you know, a lot of the wedding traditions, uh-huh. like it's like how did it even come about? Mm-hmm. So for example the best man. Why is there a best man at a wedding? Do you know why? Because Somebody needs to be the bro For the groom Okay I mean he has a party of bros right But then he has one Like best bro yeah, yeah, ho, yeah, yeah. Ho, yeah, yeah ho. He has yeah. quite a lot of groomsmen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then one of them is the best man, right? Mm, why? Why is he the best man? Okay. Because he is the one that helped him get the girl. He's the wingman. No, no, it's not. No. It's because in ancient times, uh-huh. men sometimes actually captured women to make them their brides. Okay. So the groom, right, will take along his strongest, most trusted friend to help him fight off the resistance that they might have from the bride's family what there is- that means that the bride's brother or uncle or who want to yes take and are- back the daughter then they're like yes I'll fight you yeah and then it's like the best man is literally his accomplice in this crime eh? and- <laughs> what the okay mm-hmm. and so it, like the best man is his literal best man like is the best man that I've got oh okay and then the best man will stay with the groom all the way up the aisle to help defend the bride Oh. Because the bride family might come and then And fight. try to snatch back them. the daughter or the uh, niece or the yes. sister or something, right? Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. Okay,
1: another one. Medieval Europe, one. my
0: goodness, yes. okay. Another one, bridesmaid. Why got bridesmaids? Because if people tear her dress, somebody need to sew it back. No, no, no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why is this thinking? <laughs> because somebody, you say that the people will stare her dress and don't do a lot of stupid things. What? Then I just imagine that if like the whole thing is so chaotic then she needs somebody to help. Oh, she needs somebody to wipe her sweat. Like, you know, okay, sometimes okay, she very sweaty okay. then her makeup will run then somebody uh, need to help her clean her sweat. Help her like make her makeup. Yeah, make that's like hair. now. Like, that's like in yeah. the modern day. But in the last time eh, in the last time, right, the bridal party, right, uh-huh. the whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. the bridesmaids, mm-hmm. is actually to confuse the evil spirits. Because we covered... <laughs> confuse <laughs> the evil spirits. What We covered, right, previously that the the bride has very good luck. Yes. So the bad presence might come and attack the bride. Oh. So that's why the bridal party is uh-huh. dressed very similarly to the bride. Oh. It's because they want to confuse any bad presences oh. that might be lurking about. Oh my goodness. Eee, that means when <laughs> I was made the bridesmaid for my friends. Yes. I was actually inviting all the bad spirits to come and like possess yeah, me. Correct. or correct. Like, instead, instead of the bride. Instead of the bride. that means my friend sacrificed me eh. <laughs> Yes, Oh my did. goodness. I've been a bridesmaid of <laughs> to weddings. No wonder my mum say. You know yes. what my mum say? My mum say You cannot be the bridesmaid Of more than two weddings Because if you go for a third wedding And be the bridesmaid Then you'll get a very very bad luck Oh. then you will not be able to find your future spouse forever in this lifetime. Oh, so there is like some... Yeah, um, so you got threshold. You will reach the threshold upon the third wedding. Oh, I guess there is some cultural background behind this yes. thing because they believe that, you know, the yes. bridesmaids is to... To uh, absorb the bad luck. The shield. Yeah, the yeah. shield. Yeah. So my yeah. mom said, you cannot be bridesmaid too many times. Yes. Yeah, then when I told my friends, then my friends is Malay. Mm. Then my friends... Wow, Malay, they are Malay they're like what nonsense why are, your Chinese so pantang <laughs> I'm sure they have things that they don't do also yes. in their wedding <laughs> yes so what about the tiered wedding cake why is it so tall the wedding cake because the taller the taller the closer to heaven then you'll get more oh blessings. God. No, 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 no. <laughs> the 2 little figurines right, on top of the cake will be closer to heaven. Then you'll get more blessings. So the taller your cake is, the more blessings you get. Oh, okay. How, how about okay. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I mean, it's a good answer. Very imaginative, very good mm-hmm. lateral thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's actually from a tradition where the guests, they brought small cakes as gifts. Uh-huh. And then they stacked them on top of each other. Huh? Okay yeah. So actually last time It's very ugly They just stack 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 All the All the different cakes All the cakes Then it become very tall <laughs> then- Imagine if they buy Different flavour Yeah Like chocolate Then banana No they then- bake themselves lah, yo. Last time Oh they, they bake themselves <laughs> <laughs> Then what if All their grandmother's recipe is different Yeah also a Different flavour <laughs> right? Whichever part stack. of the cake That you get <laughs> Yeah <laughs> then-, <laughs> then like Got this French baker Then he say the- Oh I can make the wedding cake in that shape then I add the frosting then white colour then wow the whole thing look very nice so that particular wedding cake from the now wedding cake that we oh. see mm, the oh. tiered wedding cake because everybody's like eee everybody's so ugly all the mishmash different mm. cakes all stacked together then mm. this person make one very beautiful one. Mm. then they're like I want a beautiful wedding mm. oh. okay. so this one becomes the de facto cake yes oh. yes there actually a few more, lah, but then I think let's leave it at that today. Okay. Yes. You're saving it for next search terms and next search terms. It's like, yeah, it's really a lot of weird things that happen during weddings that is like, question mark, why do we even believe in this? Okay, yeah. save it for next season. Yes, okay. Alright, Liza. so what is your search term of the week? My search term is... Ashley Paradox. Astley Paradox? Yes. Re- Astley, what- uh? Yes, yes. Rick Asley. Uh, what is the paradox? What is the paradox? I mean if you tell me Rick Asley then I will think of Rick Roll. Uh-huh. Then what is the paradox? Yeah. The paradox is the Rick Roll is actually a Rick Roll on the Rick Roll. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. The Astley paradox is if you ask Rick Asley. Yes. to give you his copy of the movie Up. Yeah. You know the movie Up? Yes. Okay. He cannot give it to you. Why? Because he's never going to give you, you up. up. Mm-hmm. However, in doing so, Okay. he's going to let you down. Thus, creating the Asley Paradox. Oh my God. <laughs> Jen, Jen. Jen. So he's not He's never gonna give you up But, but he's, in doing so He lets, he you, lets, you, lets you down But he's actually yeah. Not never going to let you down Yes Oh my god dun, dun, dun. Is this a rig rolling on our audience By the yes, way I found it already And I wanted to put it inside the podcast Oh my goodness <laughs> Okay So my real search term is Oh man <laughs> That was a fake one <laughs> No, my real search term is related. Okay, okay. Mm. It is, how much has Rick Astley made from Rick Rowling? Quite a lot, right? I think he has definitely so many views on his YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So... Jing An Wei is in. I don't know how many views there are, but it's at least, I would say at least lah. Mm-hmm. At least 200 million. Hmm. Okay. So one million mm-hmm. of um uh, YouTube views is equivalent to about one thousand USD. Okay. So that is two hundred thousand. Uh huh. Just from the YouTube revenue. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. What a great analysis. But uh. I think it's definitely more than that, la. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners who are unfamiliar with Rick Rowling... Yes. What is it? Do you want to enlighten them? It's like, you know, on the internet. Mm-hmm. Then, like you know, maybe there are forums and stuff. Then people like answer questions. Then they say, oh, look at this video. Then it actually leads to this uh, never gonna give you up this video. It's like a troll. It's like, I tricked you into clicking that link. Then it leads to this thing. So that's like the internet <laughs> joke. Jing'an's <laughs> <laughs> explanation of rig Yes, it's a meme prank. Yes. A classic bait and switch Mm -hmm. So people will share a link promising something. Then it actually goes to the YouTube video of Rick Astley singing his 1987 hit song called Never Gonna gonna Give give You up." Up. Yes. Fun fact. As of July 2021, the YouTube video for Never Gonna Give You Up, 200 million, it is very far from the number... What of la- views that he got. How many? He has surpassed 1 billion views on YouTube. Oh, okay. Fine. 1 <laughs> billion eh. My goodness. Okay lah. So about 1 million plus lah in revenue. Okay. Just from YouTube. Fun fact number two. Okay. Never gonna give you up is the fourth music video from the 1980s. Okay. To join YouTube's billion views club. Oh, fourth. Okay. Do you want to guess what the other three are that has already went into this Billion Views Club? 1980. Mm. In the 1980s. Bohemian Rhapsody. Damn it. See if you can guess even one of them. What is the the stop this Okay, let me give you one. Guns and Roses. (laughs) Guns and Roses? Mm. Sweet child of mine. Yes. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Okay, next one is uh Aha. Take me on. Yes, take on me. Take on me. Yes, take on me is inside the list. Sorry. Mm. Okay, and the third one is Michael Jackson. Thriller. Nope. Oh. What? what? Billie Jean? Yes, Billie Jean. (laughs) 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 So surprising uh, that these three are the billion views club. Oh, interesting. Okay, so back to my question. How much has Rick Astley earned from his Rick Rolling song? Mm. You said? 1 million. 1 million because you derive it from his 1 billion views, right? Yes. Okay, according to Mental Floss, as of 2010, mm-hmm. okay, uh, he's 2021, then he reached 1 billion. So, 2010, mm. maybe half a billion views, that Okay. Okay, okay. He has received the princely sum of $12. What? Yeah. Why? This is because Ashley didn't write the song. Oh. So he only receives a performance share of the sound recording copyright. Oh no. That's very little though. $12. Yeah. (laughs) $12 is way too little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I guess the company gets the most. Mm -hmm. The lion's share. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Rick Ashley doesn't have hard feelings about it. So in an interview, a reporter asked him about this, like Mm -hmm. earning $12 for this super popular meme song, right? Mm -hmm. And then he said, Listen, I just think it's bizarre and funny. Mm -hmm. My main consideration is that my daughter doesn't get embarrassed about it. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He also has no plans to remix or re-release the song to Mm -hmm. cash in on the phenomenon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He feels that it's a young people's thing. Okay. Mm. all right and he can say that because he has a quite a high net worth. Mhm. Do you want to guess his net worth? Mm. I don't know, like 10 million. Quite near. Okay. Rick Astley's net worth is $16 million. Oh wow. He actually became a millionaire at the age of 22. Oh. Mhm. Yes, he and was he, quite a hit. Yeah. And he made that money in the 80s and 90s through record sales. Mm. He sold 40 million records between 1987 and 1993. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of his notable achievements are Never Gonna Give You Up reached number one hit singer status after its 1987 release in 25 separate countries. Oh my. Yeah. In his native UK, he was the first male solo artist to have his first 8 singles reach the top 10. Mm. Yeah, then his 1991 album also had guest appearances by Elton John. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, his first 4 albums were so successful that he stepped away from making music in 1993. Mm -hmm. So he could spend more time with his family. I see. He was just 27 years old. Wow. Yeah. Then he won't return to make music until 2001. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did see that he has like new releases mm-hmm. like in these few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And besides making money off his records, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Astley is also an accomplished composer, songwriter, producer, and radio personality. Hmm. Yeah. I know that. Okay. So in 2019, right, he actually did an interview with Daily Mail. Mm -hmm. to reveal that he went on his hiatus because he had a mental breakdown. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to leave his wife and baby girl at home. Mm. And he had seen how fame had destroyed relationships. Mm. Mm. I see. His exact quote is The music business is littered with people losing the plot. (laughs) I didn't want to fly anymore. I had control over nothing. Mm -hmm. I had made enough money to say I don't need to do this. Mm. Mm. Then he decided, you know what? Just gonna stay at home and be with my wife and child. Good. Good for him. Mm. Yeah. And then only recently, he started to come out again because people started offering him gigs as Mm. a, like a... Never gonna give you... Heritage act. Or historical act like call him old okay an old act uh, okay, okay sure mm. but he doesn't really care yeah. doesn't mind because mm-hmm. he's having fun mm. his wife and daughter can come to the shows mm. everything is awesome he just thinks it's a fun like young people joke you know Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he is very comfortable where he is doing mm. all the random things that he's doing yes yes right? I see Yeah So I I feel that This is a very interesting story Mm. Because Rick Astley To us right Is Mm. like Just a meme Yes Like he's that Rick wrote The very annoying thing That Yes But he's a real person Yeah And other people Are always talking about But yeah He's a real person He's a human Yeah Yeah He has real feelings He has real real struggles, Real struggles Yeah And the best part is He chose What made him happy Yes And at that point Where he had it all Open inverted comma Mm -hmm. It all To people on the surface right they would think that oh he reached the epitome of fame and stardom yes right
1: then and why then did he suddenly he just disappeared, disappeared yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah but
0: actually to him right he said he has no control over everything like that's the best decision he could have made for himself yes and mm. he, he has absolutely no regrets about it and mm. he love it very much mm. yeah yep so I thought it was a very very good story yes Ding. shows the artist struggle good yes. job yes <laughs> Alright, it's time for our special segment Three things to Google from a friend So, Eliza, who is the contributor for this week? Our contributor is Serene Ooh. She gave us the animal search terms the other time Okay, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: She excited.
0: Okay, the first one is How to tell if a caterpillar is a moth or a butterfly? If the caterpillar is very colourful It will become a colourful butterfly then the is caterpillar not colorful, Then it will It's a moth What if it, it become A less colourful butterfly leh Good question Does it have anything to do With like antenna Or like legs Like More legs Or less legs This is a question I've never thought about hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh is it like you no? Know, some caterpillar Got sharp sharp things Or maybe only caterpillars Turn into butterflies But another kind of Worm Turns into a moth Okay <laughs> What is the worm called I don't know. Worm. worm. <laughs> millipede cannot, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Centipede and millipede doesn't turn into moth, right? I don't think so. So what turns into a moth? Oh my goodness. What a good question. Many people think moths are the nighttime equivalent of butterflies, but it's not quite that simple. Huh? Not simple means what? <laughs> Okay, moth caterpillar versus butterfly caterpillar. Mm -hmm. A fuzzy or hairy caterpillar is a moth-to-be. Butterfly caterpillars aren't fuzzy or hairy, but they might have spikes. Ooh. However, if the caterpillar has smooth skin, it could be either. It's not like I'm going to touch it. Oh, wow. Hey, this helps. Oh, so... when they transform, right, into the, like, you know, in the mm-hmm, cocoon mm-hmm. stage, right? Mm-hmm. The butterfly caterpillars, they transform into a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. So they have a hard and smooth covering mm-hmm. that hangs from a twig, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But the moths, right, they have cocoons that are plastered with silk and sometimes it's in the soil. So if it's in the soil, right, the pupa is in the soil it's not going to be a butterfly because the butterfly does not spend that stage inside the soil. Oh. So, if if it's hanging on the twig, mm. it's most likely a butterfly. Mm. Mm. But if it's like inside the soil, then it's most likely a moth. Yes. Oh, Interesting, interesting. Then if it's furry, furry means moth to be.
1: Or like hairy. Dog, but
0: hairy. But smooth, not it's sure. Not sure. Yeah. Then butterfly one may be spiky. Yeah. Oh. Normally butterfly caterpillars are not like fuzzy or hairy. Mm. Smooth mm-hmm. or spiky. Yes. Mm. But smooth can also be either. Oh. Mm. This is so interesting. Eh? I never thought of this before. Yeah, mm. me too. We found the answer. We found the answer. Okay, so Ceri's next question is, Why some butterflies have colour while others do not? Hmm. Because they evolve to have colour. Yeah. (laughs) I think it depends on where they they stay. Yeah. Yeah. So if they stay near like a woody, woody place, then they are more browny colour. Then if Mm. they stay near flowers, then they are more colourful. And also if they have predators, then they are more colourful because shocking colours, then the predators will be like, hmm, do I want to eat that? I guess the answer is that all animals, right, they evolve different ways to not be eaten. Mm-hmm. So some of them uh pretend to be a tree, mm-hmm. so they will camouflage. So their color is not colorful. But then some of them pretend to be poisonous or pretend to be a big a predator. That's why some of them got eyes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's why they have different like coping mechanisms for this thing. Yeah, we covered the eyes one in one of your search terms. Yes. Okay, yeah, I have to answer. Okay, okay. It says butterflies use colour to their advantage. Okay. Yeah, so some of them, they will purposely want to blend in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they will have more duller colours to yes. blend in with their surroundings. Yes. But some want to use colours to warn. Mm. So they want to like red flag to potential predators that I'm toxic, I'm not nice to eat, do not eat me. Yes, I see. Yes. They also have colors that mimic bad tasting species mm-hmm. to gain mm-hmm. protection for themselves. Yes. So they know that their other butterfly is a uh, very bad tasting. Mm-hmm. So they copy that butterfly's color. Yes. So that the predator will think that oh, also bad tasting, so I just don't eat you. Mm. <laughs> Oh, then you know you were saying that some with the eyes, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's this one theory, right, about the eyes. It might look like a gecko on tree trunks.
1: Oh. Like a big lizard.
0: Oh. Because the lizard eyes are quite big, right? They oh, will bling, bling, that makes sense. Bling, bling, bling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So they are like trying to mimic that. Yes. Ah. Then the dull colours are like sometimes they just want to blend in with the forest floor yes. leaves. Yes yes yeah to blend in with leaves or twigs yes, yes. yeah so cool I, I like it clutch. so much yeah and the colours that we see on most butterflies yep. take millions of years of evolution eh. mm. millions oh millions of years so they slowly slowly change so wherever they stay right they will mm-hmm. like adapt to the environment adapt, 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 adapt. over mm. millions of years uh, then they become that colour yes wow, wow. evolution yeah some of them, right, is because they are structural remember we were talking about wings, like previous yes, yes, episodes. Yes, yes. Like so they have some structural thing in their wings to make you see that particular colour. Yes. But they are not actually that colour. They yes. just refract the light, right? Yes to be that colour. So when you look at it at different angles the colours actually change or become duller. Yes. Yeah. So it depends on where you look at it also. Yes. That's yes, one of the yes. things. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Hey, I found this diagram eh, about butterflies versus moths. Okay. Then, okay. what's the difference? Okay. Butterflies usually colourful. Mm-hmm. Moths, of course, usually dull. But the interesting thing is that the butterfly, the like just now you say the pupa, it has a hard chrysalis, right? Mm-hmm. That means their shell is hard, hard one. Mm. But the moth, right, has a silky pupa. Mm. So it's like soft, soft, like cotton candy. Yes, eh? yes. Yeah. Then the butterfly got a thin body. Mm. But the... Moth have a thick, thick body. body. Yeah, like almost like a beetle looking thing. Like a thumb sized thing, you know? Yeah yeah, yeah, very big on uh, the yeah. middle part. As compared to a oh, butterfly, thing. yes. Yeah. Then of course butterflies is day active, then moth is night active. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So interesting, huh? Then, of course, the wings are different, la, the way they rest their wings. Mm. The butterfly will rest with the wings like V-shaped. Eh? Mm. But the moth will uh, rest with the wings flat out. Yes, yes, right. Yes. That's why when we look at the moth, it's always like flat, flat. Eh? Yes. But the uh, butterfly is always like 3D. And, yeah. Yeah. It also makes sense, right, for the moth to be duller. Because in the day, they sleep, right, I guess. Yeah, they yeah, They're yeah. more at active, night. At night yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to like stick on a tree and then pretend to meet the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. Okay, we learned a lot about butterflies and moths today. Alright, alright. Okay, so we have one more search term Okay, from another listener. Okay. Okay, it's from Chen Chao. Yes. Oh, Chen Chao is another podcaster. Yes, yes, yes. She has quite an interesting Mandarin podcast. It's a pretty chill and then like, you know, she just talks about her life and like, what happens and like, her reflections, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. Her search term for us is... HSP bracket people. <laughs> HSP bracket people. You know what I think what of when I see this HSP? Okay. You know what I think of? What? Han Sai Po. The oh. Singaporean artist. Oh okay. She's a Singaporean sculptor, sculptor. and uh ceramicist. Mm-hmm hmm But obviously I don't think it's her la. Okay, so what is a HSP? It's a highly sensitive person. Oh, it's a real acronym. Eh. I'm gonna click this psychology today article. Because it looks the most legit out of the many search terms that came up. <laughs> I'm on Healthline. Okay, HSP psychology today is a term coined by psychologist Elaine Aaron. Oh, according to Aaron's theory, HSPs are a subset of the population who are high in a personality trait known as sensory processing sensitivity. Ah, mm. those with high levels of SPS display increased emotional sensitivity. Stronger reactivity to both external and internal stimuli. Example pain, hunger, light and noise. And a complex inner life. Fifteen to twenty percent of the population are HSPs. So if you are feeling like you are HSP, you're not alone. Ah okay. So basically like a HSP is like highly sensitive to like strong stimuli, basically, like bright lights, strong scents, itchy clothing. Loud noises. And then Ooh. like, when you listen to music, for example, you might be overwhelmed with emotion. Oh. Yeah, and then if your surroundings, right, if it's very uh, distracting, mm-hmm. you will have difficulty multitasking and then be very stressed if too much is going on. Ooh. Sounds like Is me. it related to ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> mm, may or may not. HSPs are thought to be more disturbed than others by violence, tension, or feelings of being overwhelmed. It sounds like you, eh. Okay. (laughs) Are you like... uh, Feeling very called out. Yeah. But got 15 to 20% of the population who are also. So like, you know, you're not alone. Okay. I'm sure there is a good part of this. I found it. The good part, the good part. (laughs) High sensitivity is thought to be linked to higher levels of creativity, richer personal relationships, and a great appreciation for beauty. Because mm. uh, beauty is more beautiful. Then, mm. like relationships and like interaction with others is much more richer and more intense. Mm. And you are more sensitive to how other people feel, mm. so you can read the room better. Mm. Wow. This thing says three things HSP people want you to know. We feel things deeply, but may hide our emotions from others because we've learned to retreat. We may appear uncomfortable in group situations Like work meetings or parties Because there's just too much going on Mm -hmm. Like very loud noises Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we don't value relationships Mm. When starting new relationships Like friendships or romantic partnerships We may seek out reassurance Because we're hypersensitive to any perceived signs of rejections Wow Interesting, interesting are you, like, really, like, bonding with this session? No? Like, really feeling it? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it does feel kind of like me. But I feel like a lot of things, you know, you can just read into it. Oh, If okay. you want to, yeah. Okay. Is high sensitivity a disorder? Mm. It is not a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. But it's more like a aspect of personality. Yes. So, it's a trait that exists in each person mm. to varying degrees. Mm. Yeah, so everybody has it, but it's just how much of it we have. Mm, mm. Yeah. So if you have very little HSP, HSP-ness. that means you are LSP. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a personality trait, wa, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, then, then you've got less, la, you know? Okay. Yeah, can, it's just a personality can. trait. So interesting. Okay. So what do you do if you're a highly sensitive person? Then they say self-care is critical for HSPs. Mm. Especially when faced with stressful situations, you must have mm. enough sleep, healthy diet, less caffeine, less alcohol, and decompression time. Mm. Yes, Yes. Yeah. right. Mm. And it can co-occur, this, this personality trait can co-occur with anxiety and depression. Aha. Mm. Mm. It also says to like recognize your emotions and feel them. Okay, mm. yes. I, I hear this phrase a lot. Recognize your emotions and feel them. Mm. Yes, it's a very hot topic now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. So, Tian, Yes. What is your next search term? My next search term is... Why does pineapple sometimes make my mouth itchy? Sometimes it also makes my mouth feel like it's burning a little bit. Because when you eat the pineapple, okay, yes. the pineapple eats you. <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness, you know. I know it. You know the answer. As you eat the pineapple, the pineapple will eat you. Yes, Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's completely correct. 100%. <laughs> I've done my fair share of research on pineapple. All right, yes, there is a very scientific explanation for why this thing happens. <laughs> pineapples contain this thing called bromelain. Bromelain, which is a mix of digestive enzymes that break down cellulose or protein. Yes. So the one that the pineapple contain, right? The bromelain, right? Yes. They have the protein breakdown enzyme. Yes. So the protein breakdown enzyme, right, is the thing that causes havoc in your mouth. Yeah, cause yeah, you, you are protein. Yes. <laughs> the inside of your mouth is all protein. Yes. <laughs> your saliva, your mouth flesh, your tongue, your cheek, your lips are all made of protein. Yes. So as you are eating the pineapple, yes, the pineapple is eating you back. Yes. Correct I know this I know this I know bromelain Yes it, Because last time I got a very bad sore throat Then my dad said That his Doctor said that If you have a sore throat That won't go away You yes. need to eat pineapple Oh Then you let the juice Go into your throat Okay Then for some strange reason It will Cure your sore throat Won't it eat away Your protein Inside your throat I don't know What he's saying I just thought that is utter rubbish Right Because Yeah yeah, Then after that When I googled it Then I discovered There's this thing Called bromelain Mm -hmm. And then There's a very big Headline that says Mm -hmm. As you eat a pineapple The pineapple eats you you. Then I was like What nonsense But apparently It's good for sore throat Mm, Yes Okay. Okay This is also why Pineapple Is sometimes used As a meat tenderizer so like they put together with the, you know, the grilled meat Yes, yes, yes yes. Yeah, yes, yes. then like, you know, it will make the meat more tender Yes Because It eats the meat Yes <laughs> Okay, so when the enzymes, right, they break down your mouth as you are eating it Yes, 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 uh, yes. It, Your mouth becomes extra sensitive Yes And then it gets irritated by the acidity of the pineapple Yeah That's why you feel like, like your, your mouth yeah. is burning a little Yes <laughs> But Don't worry It won't keep eating you as it passes through your digestive system because your stomach acid will break down these enzymes and make the effect less as it passes through your body. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Also, another way to make the fruit not bite you is to cook it. Because when you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cause when you uh heat the fruit up, the enzymes will break down. That's why when you go and um, do the meat skewers with the pineapple, yes, then it becomes sweet, sweet one. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so this bromelain stuff, right, is not only found inside the fruit. Uh huh. It's also found in the stems of the pineapple. Uh huh. And that stem part, right, actually has more protein digestion enzyme thing. Than the fruit part uh-huh. So it's very helpful If like for example If you want to make toothpaste Then you want to get rid of the plaque In your teeth uh-huh. So you want to use maybe that part to, Like the pineapple pulp or something uh-huh. To make your teeth get rid of the plaque Yeah but then while we eat the plaque You'll eat your gums also I mean yeah double-edged sword there (laughs) (laughs) they can't have everything (laughs) yeah so I thought about the other fruits that also give me this same feeling and Mm -hmm. one of them that really stood out to me is kiwi fruit Mm mhm because it also gives me this same like like as if I cut my mouth you know when I eat it so it turns out that kiwi fruit also has a similar thing Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's not called bromelain it's called actinidine Mm mhm So, an animal study, right? They go and like, do experiment la. (gasps) Okay. Yeah, they found that when they add kiwi fruit to the the animal's diet, they improve the digestion of beef, gluten, and soy proteins. Mm -hmm. So, it improved their digestion la, basically. Mm -hmm. So, they think that it's because of the actinidine. What they do on animals, and eh? Why they don't do not do on humans, eh? Also got many human-based studies that also found that the kiwi fruit aids digestion, reduces bloating, and helps to relieve constipation. Yeah, because it's like not poisonous or anything, Because uh. I guess it's like very easy to see like what is actually happening. Because oh. they feed the animals like a standard thing. Oh, okay. Then okay, there's okay. a test, and then there's a non-test. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Whereas for the humans, it's like... We eat a lot of the different things. They and you don't like, know in their lifetime they eat what. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So there are other fruits who also have digestive enzymes. Yes. And they are mango. Yes. Banana. Yes. And there's papaya also, you know. <gasps> papaya is also one of them. You know why? It's why? because every time we eat papaya, right, it's already very ripe. But yes. before it's ripe, right, actually it has that thing yes, also when it's, when it's the papaya salad mode yes right correct during the green it's sour, papaya salad, sour, yeah, sour sour one yeah it has another uh, protein breaking down enzyme thing yeah. also whatever fruits that you eat that cut the roof of your mouth or mm. cut the cheek of your mouth right yes that is the fruit with the the enzyme thing the thing. enzyme that will eat you back yes ah, but, but it might not be the same enzyme mm. but it's that family of enzymes that can eat you. Yes, correct, correct. Okay. Or mm. they are the cocktail of the then they mix into one thing, then they make a fancy name for it. Ah. Uh, yep. Okay. Okay. Other foods that also surprise me uh-huh. that have this thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Honey. honey. Honey sometimes cut yes. your mouth, right? Yeah. Yes, if you especially if you eat it like by itself Yes Then when you swallow Sometimes if you swallow too much It will just Ah my throat Yeah 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 So apparently it has this thing mm-hmm. Then Kimchi mm-hmm. Sauerkraut mm-hmm. Miso mm-hmm. And ginger mm-hmm. Yeah All like, the sour or sharp all things All these things All the sharp sharp food Yeah It's like When you say it they like Oh yeah Sometimes it has that effect If you eat too much mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. Okay but all these things are good for digestion also. Yes. Because besides eating you, they also eat the things that you eat. That's completely correct. <laughs> yes, they're all very good for digestion. Uh-huh. So you can actually have more of it, but not too much. Mm. Yes. Just enough for them to eat the things that you eat, but not enough for them to eat you up. <laughs> and actually your stomach acid is much stronger than it, so don't worry about that. Ah. Mm. Yeah, topic is foods that eat you. Yeah, foods that eat you. <laughs> That's my topic Alright Eliza What is your next Search term of the week Okay My next search term Is quite short Okay It is What is the line of numbers In the front of the book The line of numbers In the front of the book (laughs) Yeah You mean the ISBN No Not the ISBN Uh Uh-huh I think the ISBN is quite uh it's like some kind understandable. Of yeah, it's yeah. like the serial number of the book. Then you want yeah. to search it, then yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. in a database. Uh-huh. No, it's the number that's on the copyright page of the book. Then they will always have like this 6, 7, eight, 9, 10, or ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Copyright page of the book. Let me grab a book quickly. Okay. She hasn't even noticed this thing. Yeah, what? <laughs> Where is this number you're talking about? Fifteen, fourteen, thirteen Is it done? Yeah, yeah, That's kind of weird numbers So okay, I have this book with me Then it says there's like a string of numbers It's just like 15 space, 14 space, 13 space, 12 space, 11 space, 10 space Oh, then there's another book, it says 17 space, 16 space, 15 space, 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 6 space, 5 space. Very weird, very weird. Yeah, why is all these very weird numbers. Then why is it like running? Like why are all these numbers running? And then why is it like so random? I have been perplexed by it. I think I heard the answer to this before. So what's the answer? Why it? I cannot remember the details of it. It has to do with... Um, the colour, like something like checking the colour of the book. Huh? A bit. Excuse me, all the books that I took for you are all black. That's true. Black ink on normal paper. Or oh, something to do with the like the formatting one of the book. Is it? I don't know, it's something to do... With, yeah. Okay, okay, what's the answer? Yes, yes, it has a name. <laughs> oh, okay. It's called The Printer's Key. The Printer's Key. Hmm, and it's usually printed on the copyright page and it's used to indicate... The print run. The print run. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's always running one. Usually it's like run forward or run backwards. Okay. Like 1, That kind of number. Yes, yes, okay? yes. Okay. So the numbers are removed with subsequent printing. So if you see a 1, there is the first printing of the edition. Oh. Then if the 1 is removed, then the lowest number is 2. Then it's the second printing of that book. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So as they print more, they mm. will take away the number. Take away the previous the, number. the running order thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, The previous okay, okay. number, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> then sometimes the numbers very strange, right? It will alternate left to right. Yes, okay. So it is like 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. Uh-huh. 9, 7, 5, 3, 1. Oh. Yeah. So my book had that thing. Then I'm just like, why is the number so freaking weird? <laughs> Like what does it mean? <laughs> Mine was one three five seven nine. Oh, then ten. Then suddenly eight six four two. Then I'm like, huh. Oh, like so cryptic. So interesting. Like yeah, yeah. Like, so it's a key la, Like you said. Yeah. Then I was like wondering why the number so weird. The ten is in the center. It's apparently to keep the line of numbers roughly centered as the numbers are removed with subsequent printing. Oh. So they will remove the one, remove the two, but that thing will stay in the center. Mm, mm Yeah. Interesting. Then my next question was like, okay, then why remove the numbers? Why you don't add the numbers? Okay. Why don't you just like one? The next one is two. The then next one is They three. can check ma. Okay. And I clearly don't understand anything about the printing industry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like okay, twenty twenty one I released this book. Okay, okay. Then uh the publisher does not know whether it is a hit or not. So okay. he ordered. 10,000 books to be printed oh. That's the first print run So it has nothing to do with editions It's just like I print maybe Yeah This amount first Yes Then I print another This amount yes. again But it's the same edition Same edition Okay got then it Then after it. that Yeah so Okay okay So the, the thing is, is awesome It sells a lot Then I can ask for a second print run Of 5,000 books Okay okay Understand. Run, 5, So why 000. is it that they Count downwards instead yeah. of upwards? Yeah uh, okay. That is my question also I'm okay. like why? I had to know. Okay. Yes. And then the answer is it's because there's a history to it. Okay. <laughs> so in the past we used letter presses to print books. Okay. So each character is a metal block. Mm. Then they had to assemble it line by line, mm. then put it into a block, and
1: mm-hmm. then they
0: just print. Yes. So in the past, right, it's easier to pick up a block. Oh. Then to go and restack and readjust everything. So you want to add right, then you need to readjust all the lines, you readjust the block. So it's easier to fish out that block. Oh, Uh, interesting. So that stuck and then now the modern publishers just like do it because of tradition. Yes, and also now we use offset printing or digital printing. Digital printing then just go to the digital file and change the number. Uh But then they keep this tradition. Mm. But then when you do offset printing, it's a big plate on the rubber roller. Okay. so it's a big plate then press the ink onto the rubber roller then the rubber roller press onto the pages okay yeah that apparently is easier to remove a number than to add a number you can just rub it off oh interesting yeah hmm. so okay. strange right yeah. yeah and then when you erase the number from the plate yeah. it doesn't damage the plate oh. but you want to add one more number it's ready because you want to make a new plate oh yeah okay 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 interesting yeah. That's yes. very interesting indeed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there are big numbers in a string of numbers. Okay. So then it's like, huh, first printing, second printing, third printing, there's one, two, three, four, five, ma, mm-hmm. maybe until 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes there will be very big numbers like 70, 71, 72, 73 or something like that. Okay. Then it's like, what is that number? Mm-hmm. Apparently the big number is the deadline. The deadline? Yes. If it's like two, three, four, five, six, seven, 73, 72, 71, 70. Uh-huh. Then it means that it's a second printing done in 1970. So you have to oh. just look for the smallest numbers. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, then sometimes we'll have alphabet on inside the line. Like two, three, four, five, six, APC, seven, three, seven, two, seven, one, seven three. It's like, what are they trying to do? Then what is APC? It is the abbreviation of the printing company. Oh. <laughs> it's like we are the printer. We we we. We we we, we print me. one, yeah. <laughs> So, it's like Acme Printing Company or whatever lah, whatever printing company your name Okay, is. okay. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yes. So, the use of this line, right? Yes. It's not just the printers who use it mm-hmm. to know what edition or what print run that thing come from. Yes. Book collectors also use it. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So, they use it to assess the value of the books mm-hmm. because the first edition is worth more Mm-hmm. And the first printing of the first edition is the worth the most. Yes, I see. Yeah. Interesting. So they will look for this edition number. Mm. Then after they will look for the print run number. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I would will, I will have never noticed the weird numbers on the book. <laughs> right. I'm amazed that you noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I was just very puzzled by mine. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like of some puzzle, you know. Mm. Yeah. Like some... Like some riddle, hidden some riddle. Some cryptic thing. Yeah. Alas, mm-hmm. it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we have reached the almost end of our podcast. And now it is time for one thing to recommend. Alright, my recommendation for this week is shutting down your computer every night. Huh? <laughs> you mean you don't shut down your computer every night? I do, I do. But it's like something that I never did for years. Like Why? Yeah, I just never did it. Like, huh? Yeah, and a lot of people don't do it. Why are you so shocked? <laughs> because, uh, okay, because in my family, yes. my mum is very against us wasting electricity. Mm-hmm. So before we go to sleep, we have to make sure that all our electrical appliances. sockets and mm. appliances are off. Okay. And if she go around and she spot that your switch is not off, then she'll kind of score you. Oh, okay. yeah. No wonder you're so sensitive to it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm be horrified that people leave their computers on. Yes, people do leave their computers on, like the next day, and then they come back to the same thing as they were at the previous day. Just sleep lah! Yeah. Okay, I'm very can, por- can sleep also, but then it's like, you know, actually if you shut down, it's better because you start anew. Yeah, you shut down, the better. The RAM ma. Yeah. It will reset ma. Yes. And uh, your computer will be less angry at you and have a longer life. And most importantly, when you turn it on, right, the, in the morning, right, mm-hmm. it's like a clean slate, you know, it's like a fresh start. hmm So actually, it's like a very small thing, but it has a very big impact. Yes. You can't relate at all, right? For people who can relate to this, (laughs) you can actually, like, uh, shut down your computer. It's actually quite Mm. Uh, life-changing. Yeah. And it's nice to sit at the computer and it's off, right? You prepare your drink. Then after that, when you're ready to work, when you're in the bandwidth to work in your Mm, brain, mm. then you press the on button. Yeah. And also when you turn it off, it's like, it signals the end of your work. Day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Good recommendation. <laughs> yes. Okay, my recommendation for this week is a short film on Netflix. Ooh. It's called Maradona's Lakes. Maradona's Legs. You know who is Maradona, right? Like, soccer player. Yeah, at first I, I see wrongly. At the- Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I <was> like, <laughs> when I saw it on the Netflix, I was like, Madonna's Legs? E, what is this nonsense? <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay. Maradona's Legs. Yeah, yes. the soccer player. Yes. Yeah, it's only 24 minutes long. Okay. Uh, it's about two Palestinian boys trying to complete their football sticker collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's released in 2019. Mm-hmm. But it is set in the 1990s. Oh. And they have shot it quite nicely in mm. that vibe mm-hmm, So mm-hmm. it really feels like they are in the 1990s mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool, interesting Maybe I'll check it out Is it like inspirational type? Or like it's quite, I would say Wholesome It's inspirational But I would think that it is quite uh, insightful Oh. And it is quite, quite curious la, like Quite a curious film okay okay mm. interesting all right we've reached the end of this week's podcast thank you Liza for making this podcast with me and thank you Singal, for doing this podcast with me if you have googled anything interesting lately you can drop us a dm or comment on any of our social media accounts and we will search it up on the show You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram or on our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today. You can also help share our show with your friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. And now, we're off to record One More Thing. A Patreon-only podcast called One One More More Thing. Thing. So, see you there! There's a difference between sensory processing sensitivity versus sensory processing disorder. It's sensory. Sen- oh, yeah, sensory. Mm. Oh, there's a difference between sensory processing sensitivity mm-hmm. and sensory. Although you a few time already, Sensatory. so I just. Mm. Okay, so there's a difference between sensory processing sensitivity mm-hmm. and sensory processing disorder. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a (laughs) sensory. I just want to delete this part. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Next part, I don't want to talk already. There's a lot of times I will need to say it some more if I want to say this paragraph. (laughs) Essentially, it's different. Okay. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Is (laughs) Is dum it's how it's do in Go. It's just dum 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 announcement. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> 再來一次。<laughs>